official podcast. And it's a, so it's, um, it's really cool. Oh, I have John is here. I love it. I love it. So, so look, everyone, we're, we're marrying the Gopher CEO channel. Welcome back to the Gopher CEO channel, right? Uh, We have Laura Bernard with the move M-U-U-V movement. Uh, I love it. I love it. That is an incredible movement. And and what a super gal, right? Uh, She shared a little bit earlier that corporate America, Del Monte Foods, I mean, uh, investment banking, just building her resume for many, many years. And now she's just caring for small to medium-sized business owners, right? Is kind of what That's I'm hearing, thing. right? Is 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 the, the 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 fire you have for those people, the way to really worldwide get them engaged in from an idea to you know building up something so that they're out in the marketplace serving someone be it with their service or product, right? Exactly. So, so let's keep it going, right? Uh, you know, we're, we're doing a little bit different go for CO. We also have Fireside, ladies and gentlemen, people up on the stage here and, and listening to us there. So we've got the go for CO movement and the MOVE, M-U-U-V movement. There so, you go. We've got two movements converging together and MOVE group, the parent, okay? Mm-hmm. I, it used to be MOVE, M-U-V group, G-R-O-U-P, group, team, and then I was like, I want to try to do something different. So we started thinking about a name. Was it Equip? Was it, T- you know, anyway, we looked it up. And I think group G-R-U-U-P-P uh, means uh, team in another language, Swedish oh, or wow. something. Okay. But then I was like, whoa, what does this mean? I'm like nerdy trying to come up with something. I'm like, okay, it's an acronym. Global Resources Uniting Powerful Partnerships. So let's take that apart. Powerful wow. partnerships is what we're doing. We're in a world of collaboration versus competition. Mm-hmm. Trademarks, copy, you know, all of these things, patents. At the end of the day, you throw up a website and anybody that has the ability to have expertise in that area can go and source that same product or mm-hmm. make, a tr- make a slight change, reverse engineer it and go back. They might, you know, you might have first mover advantage for a short period of time. Look at what's going on in social audio. Mm-hmm. You know, look at what's going on in podcasting. Um, you know, there's Fireside, there's Be Heard. You know, mm-hmm. I, I looked at a video last night of Facebook's Be Heard. Oh, okay. It's okay. really cool. Their audio quality, you can walk down the street, you won't hear the net. It's like a camera filter. You won't, oh, hear, the, you won't hear the trains. You only hear the person's voice. <laughs> See, you heard some Fireside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no, but cool. No, that's not, you know. Yeah, there, there's going to be competition. You know, it's kind of we're up on stage, right, a lot together, Laura, and we hear from people that say, "Well, hey, you know, I, I don't want to say my what what my idea is right, right. now because I'm, I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried. Can you sign an NDA?" Yeah. I'm like, "No, nah, man. Look, <laughs> let's just be real. Tell your idea. Yeah. If there's people in this audience that want to help you, we're going to help you. If we're a little bit crooked, somebody might try to steal it, right? Right. But that is the speed of the game. Yeah. Right. It's the speed of the game and understanding kind of you're in a doggy dog world. Like business is not like all hunky dory, but it is collaboration nowadays more. It is about working together. It is about like, hey, Laura does X, John does Y. Like, how can we get together to get to Z? Right. So it's a it's a pretty cool time that we live in. And especially with a, a social audio where I mean, you could talk to someone from India, from Malaysia, from from Portugal, from South America, Colombia, you know, I mean, whatever. It's unbelievable. Like, it's, it's crazy. But doesn't your mind, like, I'm so curious, like, I love talking and sharing, yeah. right? But I I really like being on that stage. I actually really like lead modding and facilitating because yeah. 
there's a not so that I would have more of a voice, but so that it's it's work. It's like yeah. running a marathon. Yeah, yeah. You got to get your like compression sleeves from two times you. You got to get your Gatorade, your water. You got to get ready. But um, I feel like like it's when you lead mod like after an hour, two hours, three hours, versus being on the stage, having other stuff going on in the background. You could yeah. be you could be in pajamas. You could be taking a bath. You could be talking to your neighbor. You could be smoking a cigar. You could be grilling on the fire. Uh, but when you're lead modding, it's another level of uh, attention. For sure. And so I really like that because that's, those are, I think, you know, we're all a little bit ADD. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it, it allows you to kind of direct the, the conversation. Yeah. It allows you to be very interactive with the audience and people coming up. Uh, you actually even take some time to really kind of involve yourself in in learning now we're talking about clubhouse everybody yeah. right it's kind of where laura and i met uh, if you got cut off before uh laura and i met and, and created a relationship and then two and a half weeks ago or so we, we embraced we gave yeah. each other a hug and now we're here in my office in oprah illinois uh at the gopher ceo studios and, and what we're doing is just having a conversation about business about life about how social audio is changing things so tell me it's the some speed of the game though. speed of the game the, the speed sp of the game i love that quote you could write a book speed of the game speed of the game i mean collaboration it's... versus competition or power speed of the game powerful partnerships because it's super interesting like and my wheels were turning when you were talking about what you do mm -hmm. and then i was thinking about the community that that uh that I happen to be a community member. I'm saying my name is Laura Frank Bernard. I'm a community member collaborator with the Let's Move Together movement, right? And yes, I happen to be the founder too. But what we want is we want, I don't know if we'll have a hundred members, if we'll have, and collaborators, but we want people to collaborate. We want people to partner. That's where the speed of the game becomes warps. You're going on turbo. Mm -hmm. When you have yesterday, I, I literally just put this out there. I've never in my life, I've been flipping millions of dollars into brands, mm -hmm. multiple, probably six, seven different companies, endurance leaders, myathletebuddy.com, EL connects us with an X, um, <laughs> became move, became move adventures, move bikes, let's move. Uh, and when I was thinking about what do I, name this new thing oh move forward strategic partners so mm. there's at least the half a dozen there all of which got at least six digits some got seven digits invested in them and then if i count the opportunity cost for my time of not sitting in a c-suite executive rank in a 400 million dollar company mm. throw that in times seven years it's a lot of wow. money that is and a lot it's of probably money. eight digits of investment between my time and my own money including lots of savings yeah. Uh, because I was bootstrapping all of them. I did a short period of time where I did go out to a ha handful of uh, investors. But the reason that I feel like there's such, this is just kind of presented itself for me is that between the million dollar biz club, where you hear people talk about ventures all over the world and needing help and knowledge, and we're pouring into them and the investment banking community, the venture, the angel and VC investor community within Clubhouse that I sit in mm -hmm. for hours and hours and hours, I think we all have experiences and we think about, okay, what can we, what else can we offer? How can we take it up a notch? How can we go the extra mile? And for me, it began with the financial metrics room because mm -hmm. I felt like there was a lot of demystifying these acronyms. And then it was like, whoa, there's something more we can do. Like, how do we I've got a thousand texts 
I've got 400 texts in my back channel in Clubhouse. I've got 100 on Instagram on people I haven't followed yet that I need to follow back. I've got 100, sorry, you're laughing, and I feel bad I'm saying this. I'm, I'm being honest. I can't even imagine how much Fallon has, um, but and Mark Cuban and these people that are real influencers. So I have like a thousand, just in the last couple, in the last month, over a thousand lead gens that are people, not lead gens for me to sell them anything, lead gens for me to serve them in some way, make a difference in their life, in some way, use all that talent and, and expertise, the good, the bad. I, I have this new quote that it, I heard on Clubhouse and I kind of adjusted a little bit. It was, um, uh, what was it? It was basically around that you you literally have to go for things and then you fail and then you learn and then you continue to go and at some point you fly. And so right now there's opportunities. I think you've found them too. Uh, and I believe that there is a need for more uh, education outside of Google and outside of incubators and outside of accelerators for startup founders to be able to understand and go through a startup academy. Mm -hmm. That's what Let's Move Together is in its essence. It's education using an entertainment media platform, Fireside, Clubhouse, whatever all the other speakeasy, all the others are out there. We'll use, use as many as we can mm -hmm. to get the word out. But ultimately, we need people from around the world to launch, to come onto our platform, whether it's a landing page, a website, a future app, whatever it becomes. Um, but it's all about harnessing their skills give, and, and also allowing them to partner with the people that they need to support them so that they don't bootstrap their way to bankruptcy. They don't yeah. bootstrap their way to their kids through their college kids' education account, yeah. mortgaging their houses <clears throat> because they don't go to the table and ask for other people's money because they feel like they're not there yet. Mm -hmm. They got to get to that because I was there for the last seven years. Yeah, we have been. <laughs> and you, you yeah, said yeah. you haven't used other people's money No, yet. no, but it, it, it could have worked, right? It could have helped a lot. Uh, well, and, now it is. And, now yeah. you've got the next 10 years. That's that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. It's great to hear because I think ultimately that's, you know, if you think about the people that have changed the world, it's typically entrepreneurs, people right. that have an idea. And it could be in different genres, right, of, of business. It could be in scientific. It could be in clothing, whatever. I mean, all, I mean, all Sam from Walmart, Bezos, um, Bill Gates, you know, most of the people that created these massive, radical, disruptive models were people who came from broken families, who mm -hmm. people who were scrappy and tenacious, mm -hmm. um, you know, and not to say that the, the kid who has a very comfortable Not to say life, that their kids aren't going to do so. The people yeah, you just yeah. said, right? Yeah, hopefully their kids yeah, are. Hopefully. hopefully their kids are. Hopefully everybody is. You yeah. know, yeah. everybody wants to has an opportunity to share. And look, isn't there endless amounts of money, right? Yeah. There, there's there is no like I, I love what Cardone talks about. Uh, Grant Cardone, yeah. right? He, he always talks about look, there is no limit to money. There is endless amounts of money, but it's just it, it, it funnels up to the very top because those are the people taking action a lot of times. And unfortunately, the middle and then the lower side, it's like they're not finding ways to really capture that that market, that piece of the pie. And that's right? our so, And so I like to flip it around. Sure. I just heard sure. Grant. I was with Grant on Barbara Majeski's Bearing It All on mm -hmm. Clubhouse. I love Barbara. Mm -hmm. And Grant was uh, talking about just just get shit done. Just go forward. Just mm -hmm. try. That's what it is. Try, fail, learn, 
grow and keep and then keep going nice. do it again right yep. Yep. so you've got that's kind of what i came up with the today today but if you don't try like i used to beat myself up because mm-hmm. i tried and i failed and then i let other people tell me how the hell did you just try to change the world i you know in 2015 my name is laura frank bernard after a year of being sick i spent a million dollars to try to solve mental health across the world mm-hmm. didn't go so well <laughs> It wasn't a million. It wasn't a billion. It was a million. Yeah, yeah. You know, it takes a lot more and it takes, but it, maybe a million would have been enough with partnerships. Multiplied through right? partnerships. Multiplied through partnerships. 100%. Because I mean, then the, the X factor is there's a thousand X out of that. Right. Right. There's there, you never know because your, your six connects to other six who yeah. connects to millions and millions yeah. across the world. So, so we're launching move let's move together. We're launching it on a budget of zero. Okay. We're launching it with the relationships and the partnerships that I have created, that we have created. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like I'm pretty proud of myself. I I feel like that I'm blessed. I feel like I've put in a lot of time. Uh, I have an authenticity, I feel, and it's real. I care about each person that comes up no matter where they are who they are what they're doing um the person that's making dresses for eight dollars and for adult dresses it takes her three days to make them in nigeria and a kid dress for four dollars it makes her, it takes her a day and she has one account in dallas mm-hmm. you know and uh but how can we ensure that we're getting to uh, ten thousand other of those people mm-hmm. because those people are not going to pay and be able to pay $3,000 for branding done for their website. Sure, sure. Even though maybe they could sell millions of dollars worth of, and have a whole factory, you know, of people Mm. or outsource it. They're not going to have that unless they get some type of, and yes, they can use Google. They Mm. can use the internet. But what I'm hearing is, is there's a power of our voices that people are learning so much more by hearing us. So amongst the investor community, we're talking about, how to create little three-minute snippets mm-hmm. about safe, right? So you don't just Google a safe agreement, come up with Y Combinator, who has done a great job. Mm-hmm. They're the one, and they've done a revolutionary job. But how do we come up with little snippets of 180 seconds? And then we make those available for free and we collaborate and you know, we see if we can create some kind of partnership and certification so that this this um, you know young. Indian entrepreneur named Kumesh in in Delhi who wants to save the world from in India by creating mental health clinics mm-hmm. in India and then franchise it possibly outside of India because his best friend took his life and his mm-hmm. cousin took his life and he's committed to make a difference in mental health but he didn't know what business was he came mm-hmm. from a small village mm-hmm. people were telling him you're from a small village what yeah, are you trying you to do? do? You can't yeah. do it. Yeah. I got somebody you can go work for for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And he said, screw that. I'm mm-hmm. Kumesh. I'm going to do it. Yeah, and that's... because he was in there listening to us and we made a difference. And then he just, he, he, I now have people texting me. What was that guy's name? Can you put me in touch with Kumesh? I'm interested in investing in him. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. so cool. <laughs> you know, and, and the videos that you're talking about, that 180 seconds, I think it's simplicity of words, right? Because words matter. Yeah. And if you make it simple, I think, you know, English happens to be a kind of a, a worldwide language. Um, everybody tries to learn it, right? Yeah. To kind of have a community of, of speaking. Um, but when you use, you know, the words that are super clear, simple 
and people can take action after that, that's pretty cool that you're going to be able to make 180 second videos that then I think one of the things that might, that would be my interjection is that that 180 seconds, super simplistic, super easy to understand, but then how do you challenge them to take action at the very next step, yeah. right? Which is kind of what Grant talked about, right? Is taking and we need that people action, like right? Lisa. We need people like Grant. We need yeah. people like Lisa who are yeah. mindset people because, you know, to keep going, because I'm curious, this whole aspect of how do we help people take action or do people want to take action? They wake up in the morning and they're all ramped up, but they're inundated with young kids. They're inundated with, you know, how am I going to pay my light bill? They're inundated with, you know, umpteen million, you know, things that they've got to do to just feed their families. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, there's a chapter in the book that I'm writing uh, called Go for CEO Driven by Mindset, mm-hmm. and it talks about accountability, right? And I, I think one of the things I'm exploring in that chapter is about, well, I mean, look, ultimately we are human beings, right? There are there are some things that probably some people are limited to to do it but i think we can all take action i think that's something that is a universal thing that somebody can all everybody can take action right now to what capacity how how good can you be at that action you know it's about what you've learned the community that you're around who's influencing who's your mentor right to be a mentee eventually you can be a mentor but you have to almost start being a mentee yeah right so like who uh, were some of those mentors in your life um, you know, it's interesting. I, I, probably the first one I would say, um, when, when I was growing up, my, my uncle, uh, in Colombia, so yeah. Colombia, South America, um, I would, we would go to Colombia, South America, and my uncle owned a pretty darn big business, uh, plastic spoons, knives, forks, cutlery. He distributed to McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's and all that wow. stuff down there and all the other, you know, uh, rotisserie chicken place and stuff. And we would go to his factory and there was, I'm not kidding, there's 50 machines that were a quarter million dollar each yeah. a machine. Wow. And these things popped out these plastic spoons, knives, forks, yeah. and cutlery circles. Yeah. And these ladies, I mean, it is what it is, but they would sit there yeah. eight hour shifts. Right. Click, 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 yeah, click, yeah, click, yeah, click, yeah. click, click, like literally for eight hours. Yeah. Then those spoons and knives and forks were put into big, huge buckets. Yeah. Then they were put into another area for, yeah. for, um, uh, uh, basically a line, right? right. Uh, and then that line would grab a spoon and knife and a fork, sure. put it through a little plastic thing, seal each one, yeah. put it to another thing, right? So, and then I saw- Manufacturing, I yeah. love that. I love manufacturing It's plants. crazy. That's, yeah, it's awesome. But that expanded my vision. So then- and now those are all being done by automatic robotic arms, but instead of, because super. the labor is so intensive, but yeah, but yeah it's- um, So that was my first yeah. mentor because yeah. in my own family, I saw someone that- Scaling had a different lifestyle than I did. Well, yeah. I mean, in a, in the United States, you know, we're, we're just lower to, to middle class, you know, never yeah. really upper to, to, to beyond. I hate uh, those words, by the way. I get it. I get it. But I, I mean, people use those words and I'm like, but I just, I think so but it sets a, it sets a, it sets an understanding of kind of where we like, yeah, look, I guess we, we not, are, we are not like affluent, like a Grant Cardone, but we're comfortable and we, exactly. we have a loving yeah. family and we live in, look, a, we live and in we live better than unfortunately yeah. to say but like 90 percent of the yeah. world right well and even in america 70 percent of america is living paycheck to paycheck yeah and they're living paycheck to paycheck maybe because they're maybe they especially with covid maybe they got themselves into an apartment that was a little too expensive or a car that was a little too yeah. expensive or a, uh, and look i did that i had built two one million dollar homes 
and I was doing really well. Uh, and I had kids college education account. I had savings. I had all those things. But when you COVID happens, you can wipe, think about the people that are wiping through savings accounts right now. Yes. Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden they, yeah. they, they were making, you know, whatever, 15, 20, 30 grand. And if you have to shut down your business as yeah. one example, and now that 15, 30 grand, I mean, think about if your lifestyle is 12,000 a month, yeah, 144 a year. Yeah. If you have 300,000 savings, it's still only yeah, a couple doesn't, of years. Yeah. And, <laughs> so, and that, you know, that was part of my story is so. that for, I was sick for on and off for seven years Jeez. and, and I had all the, done all the right things. I have a $2 million life insurance policy. I have a very expensive per month. I mean, it's like 8,000. Yeah. It's like 8,000, $9,000 a year. Um, disability insurance policy mm -hmm. that pays out big money, you know, five digits uh, per month, mm -hmm. you know, because I was a corporate executive and that's where I was at. And you can, you know, I was able to get that policy when I was younger. But when you're sick in the mental health arena for multiple years, it cuts off. So if I had some other traditional medical issue, um, if I had gone out on disability, like I got hurt, right? I got hurt on a workers' comp case. This hand will probably come back. Mm. You know, let's hope I won't have some permanent disability with this hand. Mm. But had I done something like that, then I would have had that for life. But instead, I had it for two years. Well, two years when you're spending twice that taking care of a family of, of four, yeah. within seven years, you're screwed. You're done. Yeah, you know, done. you're starting done. from scratch. Yeah. So uh, my theme is take off from the tarmac. <laughs> ah, <I love laughs> and I did I did work for an airline and uh, I did get hurt, by the way, but, which I'll be fine. But that time on the tarmac working with $10 an hour employees. And I'm an entrepreneur and I've made hundreds of thousands and saved millions. I've been very fortunate and I've lost them trying to save the world. But working with that team, the 27 year old manager named Colin and the people that Dakota and Jake and uh, Brian and Abby and Ed and Raphael, and this is just in the last few months, I get to watch the sun rise and set on the tarmac in South Bend, Indiana. And it was like my, my tarmac think tank. I wouldn't have the ideas I have right now without running, without um, time where you unplug and you do something different. You get in a rat race of working. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that you, so I don't, I think when you think about like people around the world trying to come up with ideas, they get, they got that train going. There's, so it's hard to stop. And you talk about being an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. you know, they're being very entrepreneurial within their own companies, but they're still not calling all the shots. They're not deciding what to, what's problem to solve and how to solve it. Yeah. I mean, an entrepreneur can be tricky too, right? Cause you, you have the heart of a champion, the heart of a, <laughs> of an entrepreneur. Um, but like you said, you, you may not be able to call the shots. So I think yeah. as an entrepreneur, you, you, you have to think of it as like, Hey, look, you know, the nice thing is that if you treat it as if you are the business owner, and let's say you have a corporate card, yeah. do you think about spending, you know, do you think about frivolously spending or do you think about making sure that you don't spend that extra 30 bucks? Cause right. you times a thousand people on a corporate card at $30 is $30,000, yeah. right? right? So that's, that's the mindset behind it or yeah. making a decision that if your culture in your company is really conducive of building entrepreneurs, it should be that you could fail. 
Like yeah. you could make a wrong decision. Yeah. Right. But as an entrepreneur culture, I think that would be cool. You're giving me like all these ideas of books <laughs> like today. That's good. So, well, you're getting me ideas so. of how to utilize and partner with your platform and yeah. what you do and teaching some of the people within our community, because I want to capture in this academy and we have a wave. If we can get, I hope we're going to launch a 50 hour marathon this weekend as we launch Let's Move together. And like I said, it's a community of founders wrapping around them, service providers and investors, because that's how I feel like Clubhouse. There's people that are brand, like our friend Glenn, that's a branding expert mm -hmm. and Anthony, who's a, a maven at sales and um, uh, Alicia, who has a digital marketing mm -hmm. um, agency that helps female founders and you know all these different people so there's these service providers and we all overlap we're all investors even in our own businesses or our own dreams we're all you know founders also and then we're service providers whatever mm -hmm. but but we have a primary focus at this point in time we have a focus and i think within clubhouse that's how i would categorize people mm -hmm. investors founders and, and service providers mm -hmm. and what we want to do is have people mostly founders but then and, and we won't have necessary vetting yet but we have ideas and partnering technologies i've been gifted a crm platform for the year oh wow like a badass fellow uh female investor mod uh who is building a unicorn hmm. we get to have her platform for a year no hmm. cost i had the landing page being done no cost the um i have people from india from Europe, from Africa, bees involved, um, see how, and uh, North America, a portfolio company that is, is sourcing from South America. So we already have five continents hmm. and we haven't even gotten out of the gate. We're just starting. So we're gonna do this marathon. We're cool. gonna see, can we, can, we, can we take the club from 200 to 1,000 or 10,000 really quickly by having this other place that people can get value, that people can sign up for this startup academy, that we're going to get them back onto Clubhouse and merely market what's already out there. Yeah, with Fireside yeah. and all the other things, yeah. right? So let me do a quick reset. Yes. <laughs> we always say on Clubhouse. Uh, and we'll focus in and get yeah, that. No, no, hey, we're, we're, we're on the Gopher CEO channel. We're recording right now to be able to upload with Laura Frank Bernard, uh, part of the MOVE, M-U-U-V movement group. And obviously we're on Fireside as well. I see all the people listening in on Fireside. So cool to have people just kind of hanging out. We got out eight listening. people in the studio. We got Ron's, Russ. My friend Russ is in Australia. Oh, that's Wendy, awesome. um, Chocolate Johnny, also from Australia. Nice, all right. Chat, Woody, anybody can come up on stage. Um, is yeah. Ron, so is Ron on stage then? Or? Uh, Ron is on stage. So let's see if Chocolate Johnny will come up. Uh, invite to stay. We'll actually, Russ may be not in. Russ may be in Park City, or we may have. Um, yeah, we've got nine people in the studio now. We've got the weight bot. Um, nice. Well, look, check yeah. out, check out uh, over the next week or two. Go to go g o the number four c e o on YouTube and on Spotify and on iTunes. Uh, we're gonna have Laura Frank Bernard. Uh, this uploaded uh, over the next week and I'd love to have people just check it out this is just a conversation ladies and gentlemen you know every once in a while we've had this where 
I interview CEOs, founders, entrepreneurs, but I had a gentleman named Shane. Uh, I, I don't know how to say his last name. It's like, it's a, it's a long one, but he's a, he's a Samoan gentleman okay. and uh, he's in real estate. He stopped in my office. We had a great conversation. He's had some good views and uh, we just talked real estate, but it was yeah. totally freelance. And today we're talking with you totally freelance about just movement 2XU and everything that you're doing. And then also thinking about ideas, how we can move people forward, right? right. And, and businesses that's the whole and stuff. Concept. So, that's so the, it's really cool. Together, what is it? Um, solo, we can run fast, but try to run a hundred yard dash a hundred times. But then if you pass the baton, it's easy. Oh, super so simple. solo, yeah. we can run fast. Together, we can run far and we I can do it quickly. The speed of the game. I love it. We're going to co-write a book. Or like I know. Sure. We're going to have to speed of the yeah, game. Yeah, maybe right. that's a new podcast on Fireside. <laughs> oh, Russ is here. Let's see if we can. Let's try something. All right. So, Russ, are you there? I am indeed. Oh, Look at cool. the quality. Park City, as you know, is with some other people you know. Stan, the man. Yeah, Stan yeah. is involved. Stan, Stan's starting to crush it on Clubhouse. He is. Like yeah, he is my, he is a good friend. And when he's not on his bike. He is having, oh, and, and uh, as we're speaking, John the Bomb just got invited to be download the app and become a creator um, because I'm here in, and we were signing him up, but Russ is in Park City. Oh, nice. Hi. Hey, Russ. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah. Thanks for asking me up. Yeah. I just need to clarify that, but I also love what you're doing. Um, definitely think that there's, there's always a need for more education. I agree a hundred percent, you know, alone, you know, we go fast, but together we go far. Um, I've, I've always thought that the team is uh, probably the most important thing in, in any venture, whether it's business or life. Uh, so yeah, it's good to just sit here and uh, listen to what uh, you folks are up to. So what, what's your background? What, what, uh, cause I have a, I have someone I want to ask you if you know, just because, um, uh, in, in uh, Utah, they're pretty, you, you know the Cunningham family, they're politics, but also in the financial business. Rich, I think it's Rich Cunningham. I don't, um, may have crossed paths somewhere along the line. So um, what, what, what area are you in? Right what type of business? So I'm in, I'm in Park City and I'm, and my, I'm a cardiothoracic surgeon. Oh, okay. By, tra by training. Oh, wow. Um, but along the way, um, for 20 plus years now, I've been in uh, commercialization. So ideation to commercialization, mainly in the life sciences and have been um, an entrepreneur of sorts, uh, started companies, consulted with companies, held every role in every type of startup there is, advised uh, startups. Uh, Stan and I, um, who, I don't know if you know him, Ron, but um, you know, back in 2007, uh, the Park City Angels uh, was formed, and I was an early member of that group with Stan. So I've been on on all sides of the table in most of the roles. Uh, I don't, I'm not really clinically active uh, much right now as a surgeon. Most of what I do is either entrepreneurship or my day job is the chief operating officer of a tech company in Salt Lake. Oh, wow. But I do have my own curriculum, so to speak, where I love to teach entrepreneurs and and even i think you guys mentioned mentors and i i actually have strong feelings about the difference between teachers mentors and coaches because i think we all need all of them and we should be actively we all should have mentors while we're mentoring others so i'll just 
I, that's where I am, where I've been, and kind of the long, short story. Yeah, so, so Russ, our, so part of the dream and the future, and we're going to do a proof of concept. So this Let's Move Together community uh, of founder, it's really four founders, right? And then the, it benefits the investors, uh, and it benefits service providers. The founders will never pay a dime. They're not, I'm not going to charge people to come to a startup academy so that they can become investable, so they can help others, you know, get a good return on their investment. The, in my opinion, there is a, a lot of plethora of funds. There's a huge issue with respect to underrepresented founders not going to the table and not closing deals, and maybe even going to the table and not closing deals. Female founders is one of those underrepresented communities. So female founders are about half of startups. Female founders today get 2.3% of the deals, early hmm. stage. Wow. A year ago, it was two point before COVID, it was two point, it had gone from 1% to 2.8%, still horrible. One out of 35, now it's one out of 45. Now, if you take a female founder and you wrap and they're African American, it's less than a percent. It's a one in 150 chance. You know, and so you know, there are reasons. Part of it is women are not coming to the table. Part of it is women are not, and I'm not a expert at this yet. Um, maybe they get turned down 10 or 20 times and they say, forget it. I'm going to do it myself. Screw that. Mm -hmm. Whereas men will continue to go a hundred times, knock on the door until someone <laughs> writes a check. <laughs> Plus 70% of startups run out of money before they do the next round. And look, you I don't know this. I'm just reading about it. Rush, you live it. But what we want to do is we want to be, we're, I, I clearly have become like, we're becoming venture scouts. That's what we're doing on Clubhouse. We're teaching, we're becoming venture scouts, we're mentoring, um, but there's something more that we can be doing. And I'm, we're, we're hoping within Stan and a bunch of us within the investment investor community in Clubhouse, what we're planning is to have become that, you know, maybe those venture groups, those angel funds around the country, around the world, they get thousands of applications. Maybe those ones that don't, they don't quite want to invest in yet, they push it back over to us. We get even more that we're able to see. And they, through our different platforms, not just mine, but all these different free platforms and other platforms, mm -hmm. uh, and even learning journeys in Clubhouse or Fireside, now, six months or a year later, they go back to the table. Because a lot of those ideas are good ideas that mm -hmm. invest, that founders just not investable. Yeah. No, at that moment, yeah, yeah you, they're, they're not investable. I mean, look, it's still an ROI game, right? Uh, yeah. And, and you, you have to figure out kind of where they're at in the journey. So, Russ, any, any feedback on that? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I agree with everything that was said. There is this, um, I don't know whether it's a myth and, and maybe I'll get slapped for this, but that, uh, you know, female founders are at a disadvantage actually when they're presenting. And I disagree with that. I actually agree more with your statement, Laura, that um, it's an access problem because um, I really would prefer to be blind to gender, race, and everything else and hear the pitch on its merits because at the end of the day, it is, a lot of it is about ROI. It's also about the mission. Are they trying to change the world and what are they doing? And it's almost like I rather, um, you know, 
judge and, and fund something on its merits and on the merit of the individual than on, on any other aspect of their, their, their race or, or gender. Because I can tell you that when uh, female founders make it to the stage, um, they're taken very seriously. And, and I think there's a lot of data now showing uh, the advantages that, that female founders have. And even in my field of surgery, I mean, female surgeons are, are incredible. And there's this like bias that like, oh, you know, all the, the male surgeons don't want to deal with them. And I know that's real and I've seen it and I think it's disgusting. But at the end of the day, um, you know, if my surgeon turns out to be female, I'm all in. That's great. I don't have any preconceived issues. In fact, they're probably more level-headed and I find the same in business. But I agree with you. It's There's a big access problem. Um, there's probably some more to the root cause of this that we need to get to. And I'm all for those that can change it. Yeah, it's uh, it's such a huge opportunity. I will say, just so you know, your friend Stan, because I hear him every day, and he actually is part of the inner core of Let's Move Together. He's one of my mentors and advisors, and I may not be the, I think everybody's awesome. <laughs> I think everybody's idea is fabulous. And uh and I do realize what is someone that's investable and scalable and who we're going to need to wrap some managerial professional talent, because I was that professional talent that went into businesses and helped scale them. You know, one was 14, went to 400 million, one in eight years, one was 82 and went to 120 million in three, and one was 180 and went to 400 million in eight. And I was in the C-suite of all those, you know, the top two or three people in those companies, but I wasn't the CEO. And that's why I did, I just, there was something lacking. I wasn't able to um, truly, um, I don't want to say this, I hate the word control. I wasn't able to truly deliver the culture that I felt was a winning culture. And so there were aspects, you know, and I had to respect the fact that I wasn't putting 20 and 40 and hundred million of my dollars. That was, these were family run, family owned businesses. One, I owned uh, 5% of it uh, at one point in time. Um, so that was awesome. A year after joining Halpern's, Howard gifted me that because I was adding value and he wanted me to be there. And he actually happened to be super sick at the time he survived cancer, but um, you know, so I was that professional manager who happened to fall into these companies and help, help them scale. But when you're, that's part of the, uh, part of, for me, that was part of like unshackling from building other people's businesses, even though I was significant in driving the strategic, when you can drive the strategic plan of an organization and then rally the team around it mm -hmm. and you're in that seat you're almost as if you're, you're, you're way more than an entrepreneur. Sure. You're basically, yeah. even though you're getting a paycheck, whether you're equity, have equity or not, you're driving a significant, but you can't control the culture and how people treat each other mm. because you're not ultimately the, uh, and so, and that, that is something that's super important to me. Yeah. You may only be able to, in some ways, your team and influence yeah. the rest of, but you're not, yeah. it's not, you know, you know you're not kind of, I don't know it, it's an interesting conversation. I mean, if you go deeper with that, because it, yeah. it, you know, could your team within you know twenty five teams be the team that leads the culture revolution? Yeah. Right, it could be. So, but try you try you, know. you definitely try. And, and it's interesting. I'm in that that position right now as COO, 
yeah. um, which, is, which is always an interesting position, right? Because CLOs are either looking to move up or it's a horizontal move to, to somewhere else, um, which is why their lifespan is often pretty short in, in different businesses. Um, but, you know, Stan and I actually did a fireside. You can look on my profile on the importance of the co-founder because I also have very strong feelings about um, the, the team and the co-founders. And you're right, not everybody is meant to lead. Not everybody is. I think your term you used was investable. I think the other term that we, we use a lot is coachable. Mm. I find actually, I find women to be much more coachable than yeah. men, um, <laughs> especially the young men. Um, yeah. But the, uh, you know, the, the importance of, of finding that right co-founder, um, you know, it's hard to tell somebody, look, you know, it's your baby, but um, find you a better lead and you can still run and call a lot of the shots, but, you know, maybe you're not the front uh, person or the front woman for the, for the company. And it's yeah. not everybody is going to be cut out to, to yeah. be a CEO, to lead a big organization. I, I'm dealing with that right now with, um, so part of let's move together. We'll see. It's a, it's a, it's, it's something that is, you know, I'm sure it's a, I think it's a bit of a disruptive model. Um, we'll see, you know, I'm sure there's others out there like this, but with social audio new and podcasting new in this form, um, we are, basically building a portfolio for two reasons. One, it's a monetization and you know, I'm just gonna be honest, it's a, a way that I can get a return on my time um, and the investment of my time, which is significant. Um, and it is the content that we're using as a thread to really go deep into these companies. So we're going, we're, we've selected nine, we're selecting nine companies. I've already selected, I'm putting a couple of my own blueprints in there and we'll put a venture studio around it, which means we'll hire talent after we raise the capital. I don't, I'll sit on the board, but I won't run them, mm -hmm. including my bike company because I fired myself from running any bike company that's only going to do $5 million business or something. I need to run, I, I'm good at running hundred to $500 million businesses. Mm -hmm. And so I need to just stop being that entrepreneur, scaling my way to a million, scaling my way to 10 million. That I'm not really great at that. I'm good at raising capital. I'm good at creating ideas within a company and new market channels, new products, and creating businesses from scratch within a portfolio. Mm. So we are going to have a portfolio. We're going to have nine companies. We'll see whether that's every six months, whether that's every year, whether that's every quarter. Um, and we are going to select the ones that we feel are in line with their, their investable, their coachable, but I'm dealing with that right now. They clearly could, could scale to a certain level. Our companies, the, the model is that you're worth at least a million within the next 60 days or 90 days as we do the first round and we raise hundred or 200,000. And, and then within a year, it's three times that. And within three years further by 25, it's worth five, you know, another two to five times. So we're getting companies in the portfolio that are going to be worth ideally 15 to 25 million with it by 25. So it's a pretty good size portfolio. If we do nine of those, you know, you run the math, nine of the, and, but again, the, the, the inflection points and the conversations with these companies 
on social audio, I think would be pretty fascinating for people to go deeper than my question is. You've got yeah. 60 seconds. My question is yeah, yeah. somebody waited three hours to ask <laughs> a question. Yeah. You don't even want to give exactly. them, you yeah. don't even want to hear what their name is and where they're from. So I like being a lead mod partially, yeah, yeah, yeah. John, because I want to. So Ru is Russ on Clubhouse by chance? Or? Uh, I don't think. I am. Oh, oh you are. I, I was more so in the beginning. And I actually started two clubs. One was uh, Physician Entrepreneurs. It's got about 3,000 members. Oh, okay. And, and then the other one was uh, Knights Medicus, which is in the movement that changed healthcare. So to your point, Laura, I was actually hoping that um, these, uh, these new apps would be a way to actually make movement and, and unite a, a physician voice. I was going to ask a question. Um, do you have a focus or is this uh, all comers uh, in terms of who... Who yeah. is nine portfolio companies? Oh, I'll let yeah. you just let me just reset real quick. So, hey, yeah, ladies no. and gentlemen, this is Gopher CEO. We also have Fireside Chat on as well. Yeah, We're doing a, a, a multifunctional uh, chat today. We got a gentleman named Russ uh, Reese. Is it Reese or Rick? That's uh, Reese. Okay, Reese. I, swear, I didn't. I didn't know if it was. Uh, all right. So, Russ Reese, cardiac surgeon uh, background, but also COO of a major company that he's running out of. Park City, Utah. So we have them on as well. But hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming by. Laura Bernard, we're going to drop this video on Gopher CEO very soon. And uh, exciting to share with her, you just kind of a, a cool, you know, fireside chat as now we're calling it, uh, just interacting here in my office in Oak Brook, Illinois. And uh, we want to thank you. So make sure you subscribe to the channel. Uh, become a Gopher CEO community member uh, on Facebook and on Instagram and all that good stuff. And I am John the Bomb. Building others means business. That's the acronym B O M B. And then your your name, Laura. Uh, you know what? I never got that bomb. Building other B bomb B O. -M -B. No, come on! You're kidding me. <laughs> I'm serious? No way! Really? <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. No, no, no. I think I'm a really good listener, and I seriously never That's got funny. the acronym. Well, you know about so Don't Russ. This is funny. About a <laughs> month ago, after literally like 80 days together on the marathon room, <laughs> yes. I I say John the bomb building others means business b-o-m-b -B, right and then one day and then that same day the founder of the million dollar club he's like wait daniel chimes in he goes he goes wait john he goes did you just say bomb b-o-m-b -B, building others means business? he's like i never knew that I, I literally was saying it for I days think, I don't think that's funny so hey go for ceo community thank you so much for stopping by we appreciate you and we'll keep on chatting on the